Broadcasting live from the Georgia World Congress Center. For FinTech South 2022, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by Atlanta Blockchain Center. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, broadcasting live from FinTech South 2022. So excited to be talking to my guest right now, Farouk Siddiqui with DeFinance. Welcome. Thank you, Lee. Thank you for having me on. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about DeFinance. How are you serving folks? Well, we're tackling a huge problem, which is the student debt crisis here in the United Mm -hmm. States. So we're able to actually um, refinance student loans with an income sharing solution. So we actually take students or ex-students, actually people who have left school, who have existing student debt, out of debt into a more favorable income sharing solution, which means we're able to pay off their student loans, giving them an immediate credit boost, tie their payments to their income. So they're always protected, especially in a downturn where if their income goes down or they become unemployed, we actually pause their payments. We don't ding their credit or chase after them or charge late fees. We actually do the opposite. We help them find a job through our curated resources for career, such as career counselors, recruiters, upskill resources, etc. And then we also have a fund for investors who deploy capital. We use that money to refinance these student loans and give investors a fixed income uh, type of return with low volatility, passive income quarterly. But investors also make a great impact by getting people out of debt. So what was the genesis of the idea? How did this come about? Well, I kind of experienced the financial crisis. Uh, <laughs> so you had a student in many different loan? levels. <laughs> no, I had a business at that time tied to Wall Street, so it basically crashed and burned. And I quickly discovered as an insider how much of this was caused by our own, you know, self-inflicted wounds essentially, right? right? So it really became a passion to work on, you know, like with the finance, our, our goal is to beautify finance, is to make it better and to level the playing field, aligns the goals of the consumer with the financial companies. And that's what we're trying to do uh, now with uh, with the finance and with the solution. So how did you connect the dots between and, and say, OK, I'm going to go with student loans. I'm going to throw investors in the loop here. I, I got uh, There's a few moving parts <laughs> here that aren't usually connected together. It took some time. Uh, <laughs> th- things, you know, they take th- their time to evolve. But after the financial crisis, I had to recover from that. I worked with Lexington Insurance Company for a few years, working on like a different type of an insurance uh, product. And then eventually, um, about three years ago, really wanted to kind of get back into the startup scene again and and really focus on the next big problem. And I started researching various aspects of financial services and this thing just... All of a sudden, I'm like, student debt has been around forever, but what right. has it become now? <laughs> and then, you know you know how it is, right? When you find something and all of a sudden, it starts popping up all around right. you. Right, now you see it everywhere. You see it everywhere. So I'm looking at my family, my friends, so many people struggling with this issue, and it just became this huge passion uh, to try to solve this. And I didn't really see, even now, I don't see how the situation is getting better. We're talking about debt forgiveness, this and that, but the underlying problems have to be dealt with. Right. That's one. Of the, forgiving the debt is great for the people you're forgiving the debt for, but in five or ten years, like you haven't fixed anything, you're exactly. gonna, the problem's going to bubble up again. Uh, so, but you're, it sounds like you're connecting dots in a way that haven't been connected before. You're putting people together or groups together that maybe hadn't necessarily thought to combine forces and join forces to help kind of the greater good here. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about investors, right? Like we've basically turned income into an investable asset. 
So for the first time, an investor can actually invest in the American workforce and the earning power of the great American right. workforce. And that's something that at least, to my knowledge, has not been done before. So yeah, I think like you're saying, we are connecting some dots that we feel it's a very new concept, but it's a much needed concept. And it, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, growing up in the 80s, right, the greed is good, Wall Street culture that we right. had in those days, where now it's so much different. And I really commend the younger generations for really focusing on social responsibility, on finding purpose, living with purpose. And now we want to work with purpose too, right? So that's what we're trying to do. And then what is the biggest challenge of when you have these despair groups with their own kind of objectives? How are you kind of focusing them all on this true north? Well, because ultimately what you have to, it has to make sense for both sides. So we have to have a competitive product for the person that's refinancing. So we, we need to make sure that, you know, we're competing with the refinancing lenders and all those. And for the investors, the same thing, right? We have to offer them something that... Ultimately, we want to prove that this is an investable asset and our fund makes sense to an investor, whether they care about making an impact or not. Right. right? It, it, has, that, to, it yeah, has, has to check that box on, yeah, for sure. Exactly. For the first and foremost. So for us, impact is icing on the cake. It is not the cake. Right. Right. Yeah. So the why and the mission, that is, it's not relevant for everybody, but it is relevant for some people. But hopefully, if we do it right, you know, people are contributing to that right. mission. Everybody wins. It doesn't matter. Even, yeah, so exactly. It's helping anyway. So um, how are you attacking FinTech South? Like, what's your objective here? Are you a sponsor? Are you listening to the panelists? Are you going to these things, networking? Like, what, what was your intention of coming here? We were fortunate enough to be one of the innovation challenge companies. Mm-hmm. Seven companies that got a chance to sort of pitch. Um, so that's how we, uh, I mean, I've known of the conference, of course, but so we we've, were here as one of those seven companies. So we were able to kind of do a pitch last yeah, yesterday for investors down downstairs. And then now we're just here networking, meeting people, um, getting the word out. Our solution is fully live as of about a month ago. The fund was the last thing that we launched. Right. So now, you know, we're in go to market mode and sales mode. So, so what do you need more of? How can we help? Well, obviously, we need investors for, we have a pipeline of $12 million of people that have already applied to refinance student loans. So we feel, obviously, there's a big need there, people that are hurting <laughs> right. on that side. But now we need investors to become aware of what's going on with us and the great opportunity. And we also feel like with the way the investment climate has changed this year, right, the stock market kind of going into this bear territory, crypto coming off as a run that's been going on for a while, interest rates going up, so bond yields are decreasing. Well, imagine, you know, what we're doing is not pegged to any of those things. Right. People like unemployment is so so low right now. We're investing in people's earning potential. People are working. And data shows that even during recessionary times, incomes are still stable and growing. Mm -hmm. So, and our core expertise is we're underwriters. We're risk people. We know how to underwrite people and assess someone's individual risk. And we've developed our own algorithm and and underwriting criteria for doing that. So I think investors can rest, rest assured that we know how to do that part of it. And the more we can get capital into our fund, we can create diversity in our fund as well, diversification, fund different types of people. And really, over time, build a scalable solution that can 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 withstand different economic climates. So now, walk me through from that student, you know, former student. What they go on the website? What happens? Yeah, they go to our website. There's an there's an um, apply option there. They go sign up to our portal, fill out their application, apply. Uh, we give them a quote. So. They can decide between a five-year income sharing versus up to 15 years. 
whatever goal they want to accomplish, whether they want to end it soon or they want to lower their payments for a longer period of time. So they select the option that they want, then they get pre-qualified. And as we're getting investor capital in, we're going to start doing more and more deals. So now when the student comes through, you're vetting them. Like if they're a computer science major, then that's everybody's like, oh, we, this one for sure, right? But what if they're like a um, marketing major, you know, or like you know, something that their future isn't as um, stable maybe as somebody that is in a kind of a sure thing? Like if you're a computer science, the unemployment rate for that is negative. Yeah, I mean, we want to we want to find people. I'm going to give you a general <laughs> statement with uh, stable, growing income streams, right? With even if unemployment may be high, as long as we're able to predict it and sort of price it in, it's okay. Right, it's going to happen as part of life. Unemployment is going to happen. Sure. So it's about being able to predict future income and having the data to do that effectively. So we can fund a marketing major, we can fund a teacher, we can fund a psychologist, a doctor, a lawyer. But yeah, somebody who's just started in a sales job with high commissions, that's tough. <laughs> right, that, exactly. That income is volatile. You have to be careful with that. Right. But if the income is like W-2 income, 1099 income, they have a work history that shows how they've done in their career. So it's not we don't even have to rely on their education background as much. If they've worked for five, six years, we can see how they've done, what role they're in in the company. Right. All of that goes into our algorithm to help calculate that. So you'd be surprised how many people we can fund if we have the right kind of information and data to, to go off of. Well, it sounds exciting and congratulations on the momentum that you have thus far. Thank you so much, Lee. Appreciate and it. And if somebody wants to learn more um, on both sides of, I guess, the marketplace, where should they go? What's the website? Simple. Definance.com D-E-F-Y-N-A-N-C-E.com They can actually go to apply there. There's also an investor um, tab there which takes them to the separate website for investors because it's a dedicated site. And that site is called ISA Credit Fund, isacreditfund.com. All right. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll be back in a few at FinTech South 2022. This episode has been brought to you by Atlanta Blockchain Center the catalyst for Atlanta's emergence as the premier blockchain innovation hub globally through cultivating entrepreneurship, inclusivity, and education. To learn more, go to atlblockchaincenter.com.